Hello everybody, I'm Becky Anderson. I'm going to be your host and GM for tonight's game. We are going to be playing After the War by Jason Pitcher and Alistair Stewart. My pronouns are she, her. This is Black Armada Tales and I'm going to ask my players to introduce themselves in order of surname most commonly used. Yes. Most commonly used? Wait, does anyone have more than one, have an uncommon surname? Josh has Josh has additional unusual surnames. He's got two surnames. I haven't changed my name on all of our bills. Which is why it's a good thing I said most commonly used surname. I'm going first. My surname is Bait. My first name is Nick. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Tonight I am playing Odd Alvarez, the last man out. Uh, or maybe I should have said Alvarez, comma, Odd, the last man out. Mm. Uh, his pronouns are also he, him, and I'm done. Hi everyone, I'm uh, Elliot, comma, Sue. <laughs> My pronouns are she, her, and I'll be playing Novak the Bull, and his pronouns are he, him. Hello, I am Fox, comma, Josh, or alternatively, Stores Fox, comma, Josh. Who knows? It's hard to work out in these troubling times. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, my character is Grolani, comma, Major, and his pronouns also he, him. I'm finding it very hard to take this seriously, but I am Lovegrave, comma, Liz. <laughs> I'm playing listener Ojibawa. And I'm going to say it like that because I think Josh is wrong to ha- say the last name and then a comma and then a title because the title I comes did it deliberately shortly. wrong. I did it deliberately wrong because I like it. Well, I'm not going wrong. to do it. I'm going to say listener Ojibawa because listener is her title. Her pronouns are she and her. My pronouns are she or they. There's all the things I need to say. Okay, good. I'm going to pause the action there and flip to the beta team. No, that's the A team. We're the B team. Didn't you know? The A team. Where our Crevalli will probably be quite quiet as Demanso has conversations with Odd. And I think we'll probably have to wind back in time a little bit to the point where Grilani appraised you of the situation. How much detail did Grilani provide me on the situation? Do I do Grilani, I Grilani, can you tell Odd exactly what you told him about that situation? You know, when you said, Oh, I, t- I let the team know what's going on, what precisely do you say before they, you know, blow open the good doors and <laughs> let everybody out? So is it it was at the the moment that we'd just seen our guys, right? Yeah, and you had become aware that they were now infected with song. Yeah, yeah. We found our people They've been infected with the song, Watch Your Backs, something like that. Oh, and is there a way I can transmit the location? Or is that not something I can do? Yeah, no, I'm happy for you to Just do so that. Just so that they know that this stuff people aren't like about to land on their heads or something. Yeah, so this place is odd in a very difficult position. Oh, um, it does. Yeah, it rather does. <laughs> I'm assuming that the target that we have been given by Locke, which... I'm guessing is a lab that contains the research materials to whatever it is they're trying to do. Is that would that be right, Becky? Or well, I think it was multiple things actually. She would have absolutely given you the coordinates to the uh, to where they were keeping the research materials. But I mean, one of your primary goals was to go and get your people out. So yep. she would have given you details of the dormitories that they were, or the rooms that they were being kept in. Yeah, and so the the. I guess the the question, not the question, a question for me is what is our what is our team's actual target? Well, because I think if Demanso and I don't agree on 
<laughs> I think Damanso is up for... I think that what he wants to do... I'm going to do some character. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Assume that Crevelia is there. I wish she was more of a character more likely to agree with Demanso, so I didn't have to play her, but we'll see how that pans out. So Demanso will say... somebody else to play... Uh, yes, I do! Who wants to play Corellia? Corellia. Josh. Okay, fine. Give us a voice, give us a voice. Saw the look of relief on everybody else's face then. I'm, be- I'm Corellia. Yes. Oh, shit, voice. You've got some time. I think Demanso's going to say something. <laughs> right. This is the plan that I reckon we should follow. We'll go and set charges by the research materials. Then we'll go and get our people out. And once everybody's safely outside, we'll blow the research materials. But if we go and get our people first, it's going to be much, much harder to do that. And we have to get rid of their capacity to do this damage to us. What do you think, Crevelia? Do you think you can set some charges? Is that a thing you can do? For once, I agree with you. Well, well, I don't. I don't. I mean, you just heard... What Kralani said, like, our people are infected in this moment. I mean, who knows what they're going to do to them? We- Grilani is there with Novak and Listener. They are not going to let anything happen to our people. But if we don't take out this research, then there is nothing to stop them doing it again and again and again and again. Doesn't that matter? We're just arguing about order of operations here, Demand. So I, I just want my people safe. And then we can blow up anything you want. It won't take us long to set the charges. It won't take us long to rescue our people. It will if they're infected with some. I don't... I know, I know it's hard, but we can't just go in there and bust them all out and take them all home without some precautions. Otherwise, the whole of our community is going to be gone. Cravalia starts um, opening up a little case with uh, little plugs in. And fixing them into her ears, and then hands over in each paw a pair of these plugs. <laughs> yeah, um, Oddle snatch the plugs for sure, and 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 wave them at Demanto and say, "There's only ten of our people in there. We've just got to get them out of there so that they don't get shot." Or I'd... look, Grilani and Listener and Novak. Um, well, Grilani and Listener, they they talk a good talk, but I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them and when push comes to shove they're going to be outnumbered in there they don't know we're here this is a this is this is the golden moment for us to get our people to safety then Crevalia you can blow the whole place to smithereens as far as I'm concerned I can't blow the place to smithereens if we haven't set the charges what are you going to do with 10 people infected with song and don't you think that They'll be waiting for us. This whole place has been locked down because of this. Give Grilani a chance to do this. I think we should do a conflict here. Yeah, I think we should too. So what are the stakes? Well, I mean, I want to convince these two to back me up while I go and try and bust out our people. Um, yeah, and they uh, want to convince you to let them set the off. charges first. Give Grilani an opportunity to clean this mess up before you go in. Let it be said for the record, I, I think the, the quad has the right idea in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're acting like a quad. This is their sweet spot. In every scene, Odd is making an argument that you don't seem to agree with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 
Also, the rules are out of control in this session. I'm very worried oh, yeah. about it. Just... I think they they somehow it's like a mimetic thing has infected us with rules. Well, welp. I think that we know what the stakes are, mm-hmm. what the goals are. Sorry. Yep. Tell me about your traits. Yeah. So interesting. I think that I can reasonably claim dissonance, sacrifice, anger, tormentor. Yep. For this kind of situation. So that's one. (laughs) Also, the stolen plans, scientists smuggling nanotech. Principally here, it's because I've spent enough time around scientists making enough bad decisions that I'm not comfortable. Yeah, okay. So it speaks to your motivation. Yeah, yeah. We've got that. Scientists are dodgy. And the last one I'm going to make a play for is is builder on the grounds of coordination. I'm, I'm trying to coordinate this operation in a way that suits odds desires, admittedly, but... No, I'm cool with that. That's all I got, I think. So uh, I'm going to go for one dice of Vector from the song, only because the song is a pretty minor stake in this, in the sense that like nobody in this conflict is actually infected with song. So it's not... It, it, it is a factor in the decision-making, but it's not influencing your decision-making in ways outside of being simply a factor there's nobody here with song and using the song directly on you so mm-hmm. we're going to take one threat oh this is really interesting because i kind of want to take five i know i know but like the kind of the argument of the team is is if you take 10 people with song and take them back to the <laughs> warframe yard then your entire community is at risk how do people do is that too much is six dice too much how do you feel about that nick no, I think... I, Your uh, eyes are very wide, and I can't tell if they're wide because they agree with me or because you want to... Oh, I don't disagree. That that's the ri- <laughs> that's that's ultimately the risk. It does feel like it's a risk that's a couple of steps away because I'm just trying to get the people out of that room at the moment. That's how it starts, man. Um, yeah, well, start. yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, you sure? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, well, I have six. Do you have any strain? Because no, I had a moment of discovery. Yep. Of discovery, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Um, right. Better be a corker um, of a roll for me. <laughs> yeah, better have. It's, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> three dice versus six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are op- there is an option here. It depends on how horrendously bad Becky's roll is for me. I'm excited to hear it. I've got to add up six dice now. Uh, it does it for you. No, it doesn't. It just tells me. Oh, it does tell it for me. You're absolutely right. I rolled 19. <sighs> well, then I'm doomed. <laughs> okay. If that had been below 18, feasibly doable for me, then I could have taken strain to re-roll those. Taken strain to re-roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I got eight. Okay. Well, you don't get any strain. That's the good thing. You lose this conflict, which means, I guess, that Demanso and Corellia either persuade you or bully you into agreeing with them. Or Cravalia just starts setting the charges while the argument's going on. <laughs> or Cravalia just starts setting the charges. Well, they had to get there first, so yeah. they've taken a non-trivial amount of time. How do you see that panning out? I think I would like to see a version of that that is Demanso and or Cravalia talking some sense into Odd. I think I'd like to see him talked around. Okay. Well, I think what Demanso will say is that he will put a large bear paw on your shoulder and say, I understand. I understand that there are people in there that we really care about. 
We're not going to leave them behind. I promise you that. We just need to do this in an order that keeps everybody safe. That's all. That's all we're trying to do, my friend. Demand, so there are people in there that I really care about. I know. I know, friend. And we'll get him back, I promise. But we've got to do this right. We have to stick to the mission. Otherwise, everything goes to shit. Believe me, I've seen it happen. Gulani and Novak and Listener are there. They're not going to let anything happen between us setting the charges and us getting in there. I need you to promise me something, Demanzo. What? No, no matter what happens, we I can't leave here without them. I won't let you leave here without them. I think Odd takes a deep breath and just kind of... he. I think he nods at Demanzo and at Crevalia and... Pops the earplugs in. Corellia mutters something about stupid promises can't keep. No, Demanso genuinely won't let Odd leave without them, so he'll probably put a bullet in his brain before that happens, which is, I assume, what Odd was asking him to do. Uh, not explicitly, <laughs> but oh, implicitly. God, Demanso, what the fuck? <laughs> He's the non-lateral thinker of the party. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Maybe that's what Crevalia meant. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call that scene. Yeah, I feel like... I think. Yeah. Is that scene? I mean, it's scene for tonight, but, yeah. like, have we actually answered the question? Well, I think you have. How can you use this to avoid all-out conflict? You're already in a better position to negotiate with them because, very clearly, they are not in a position to go into conflict with you right now. And you, Grilani have just browbeaten them into changing the course of action that they were set on. The whole tone of that scene, in fact, was bears browbeating people. It was. Bears. 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 <laughs> bears are the best. Bears are in charge. It's. A, I think it's a good question, though, Josh. Because I feel like the, the, the question for the next scene could be the same question. <laughs> just, just continually pushed. But I guess we'll find out next time. <laughs> we definitely need new platforms and tilts. Yeah, you definitely so I think, platforms yeah. and tools. So, but I think that we've kind of answered enough of the question to call that scene. So I think that was a good scene. Uh, congratulations, everybody, on a cracking scene. Well done. We need to just go for beliefs, people. Grila- Team Grilani. Can I get my beliefs into both scenes and somehow just like turbocharge my XP? You can't. Sue I was in can. the radio. I was on the radio in the other scene. Uh, Sue can, but you can't. Novak casts a longer shadow than Orlani does, even when you are on the radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, who's going first? Josh is going first. My beliefs are protect the strong should always protect the weak. Boom, definitely. And I consider that whatever the word is that's the opposite of refuted, confirmed. Yep, works for me. What the fuck's my other belief? It's uh, uh, together we together can, we can must, must and will build a new future. <sighs> I almost feel like that might have been a little bit refuted by the, the fucking dickheads in this settlement. Don't ever trust a it, scientist. It didn't feel massively foregrounded to me, so I'm not going to make a strong argument unless everyone else thinks that I should. No. <laughs> so that's one point. The listener? I think I'm still taking a hammer so we can only rebuild and thrive by being a united people. Yay! It's good to have your beliefs shattered, challenged. Yeah, but that was such a nice one. 
I know. I know entirely a different way that scene might have done if I had not taken a hammer to that. <laughs> Sigh. So, yes, what's your other one? Oh, uh, I can't remember. Something about oh, the song, we all isn't it? Of the song. It is about the song, but I don't think. No? Well, I don't. Well, I wasn't really thinking about it. I kind of feel like it was, you know, everything that's happening in here. Like, all of Demanso's, we can't take them back to our community without X. All of the scientists, let's just chuck some Tementa in there. You know, it's all informed by people's fear of the song. So it must have been kind I mean, of I, bubbling I'm under. I think that's going to come out in the next bit. Yeah, that's I true. I don't think it did come out for me. Yeah. That's fair enough. Novak. Always respect the chain of command. I don't think that really made much of an appearance. No, he didn't really get the opportunity to refute or carry out any orders. And there is nothing you shouldn't do to survive. I think it was just quite a quiet night for Novak, really. That's fair enough. I feel like next time it might be Novak's yeah. time. There might, might be some fireworks. <laughs> Novak's going to go all John McClane. I'm hoping. <laughs> He's just going to throw everyone out the window. (laughs) Nick. Yes. I think you can probably get two, don't you? It depends. So I think we're all already dead. We just haven't figured it out yet. Definitely been actively, aggressively refuting that for the last little while. Um, The question is whether we... I mean, it feels a little easy. My Daredevil days are done. I just... I I, I assigned myself to the adventure team. So smash that button. It hasn't happened yet, though. I don't think... I think even coming in here is your daredevil days. Yeah, I suppose I was also arguing for a ridiculous... uh, And you were arguing for an even more dangerous mission. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep, okay. I'll I'll happily take two. And just to let you know, that means I trigger a moment of discovery. Yay! Moment of disco. Look at us using all of the system. It took us like a Brazilian session. Moments of discovery are my favourite bit. I love that bit. Yeah. I was thinking of the conflicts, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see them in action. Are we ready for a moment of discovery? I'm always ready for a moment of discovery. Go! Yeah, but are you ready now? Yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> tell us, tell us. <laughs> uh, hey, Sue. <laughs> oh, no, the look on Sue's face is <laughs> just like, oh, fucking hell, why is he talking to me? <laughs> it, is like, it is like school, isn't it? It's like just... <laughs> I gave serious thought to, to forewarning you and then just decided against. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to know is what does Novak love most about the Boneyard? Why are we? That's quite a question. <laughs> My first thought was does Novak love anything? Actually, kind of why I'm asking the question. <laughs> why does Novak tolerate Boneyard? <laughs> Why hasn't he burnt it to the ground yet? <laughs> I say tolerate. Yeah, what's the least objectionable? <laughs> the other option I'd contemplated was that there was this that, that Novak has this whole vast other double life that we have until this point heard nothing about. And <laughs> one scene before the grand finale. <laughs> well, yes, my puppies, of which I have 17. <laughs> And my five children, each of whom I adore and treasure beyond reckoning. <laughs> Their names are. <laughs> Their favourite Also my hobbies. personal mini, mini golf course, which I maintain <laughs> my spare time. So I, I think when 
Novak arrives for the first time to the boneyard. It was quite a chaotic evacuation. He didn't really know where he was being dropped off, especially. He wasn't really aware of very much other than he was getting off a, a, a hellscape and being dropped somewhere else. I think we, we had this description of him just not letting his eyes settle anywhere, just running on just running on instinct and and orders that have been drilled into him for years you know when he goes he goes to the the base of operations and he 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 basically for the first few days he just does what he's always done he just survives and then one night as he's finishing up his shift he sees the long room illuminated and he, he's never really known what goes on there. And he goes into it and just starts to read. He just he doesn't really know what it is at first, but he he looks at all these dates and then he starts looking at pictures and he goes along and individual pictures are suddenly placed together and then there's pictures of the the same people but they're a bit older and then there's a, a there's like a child next to them and more names and more dates and and it's all been immaculately maintained as well and it suddenly occurs to him that people aren't just surviving here they're living they're making a home and it's never occurred to him that that would be possible again so no one ever sees him there but if you get up well, if you go out really late at night or really, really early early in the morning, you might catch Novak coming out of the long room. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Armada Tales. We've been playing After the War by Jason Pitch and Alistair Stewart. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast, please do rate and review us as it helps other people to find the show. And come and talk to us on Twitter where we are at Tales. You can find all that information and more in the show notes. See you next time. I just love the fact that Sue is arresting her character sheet on the Asterix Omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sue. Sorry if I outed you there, but I'm like, oh, Asterix. I love Asterix. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the Omnibus, but I do have a number of the individual ones in hardback. And they are quite often the books that come out to be things to lead on because they're the right sort of shape and size. Oh, I've solid. only got the thin, And also, I really ones. enjoy them and I get the rough and I need them. And I'm like, oh. Raffi has read two of my Asterix books from when I was Raffi's age and he's read them to destruction. Amazing. Like he has read them so much that they are now falling apart and have had to go in the recycling. That a little bit sad. Kind of kid destroying your possessions that you find it hard to mind. <laughs> it's true. Why I did, did you put them in the mind. recycling? We could have fixed them. No, Josh, we really couldn't. <laughs> Which, which, do you remember which ones they were? Yes, I can tell you exactly which ones they were. It was Asterix and the Banquet and Asterix and the Roman Agent. 
Oh, the Roman agent. That's a good one. Oh, I know, yeah. the Roman agent's a really good one. Did you say you haven't read it, Liz? Oh, I don't remember it. It's a really, it's a really good, good one. It's a, It's got this this little guy in it who's probably got a name like Aggravatus or something. And he's like, every like time that. he walks into a room like and people start arguing with each other. So they send they send him into the... Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. It's very good. Just didn't remember the title, the description. I think he's currently reading the one where um, Vital Statistics gets sent off to a health farm because he's got some sort of problem with his liver. I wonder whether um, Asterix. So, Nick, you can tell us if Asterix is famous in Australia. Uh, I mean, I grew up with it. I don't know if that <laughs> means it's famous in Australia. <laughs> You are the entire Australian <laughs> the sole arbiter for, for this survey. Yeah, but you know, when I was growing up, we didn't really watch commercial television. We watched a lot of the Australia, the ABC, so we were a particular type of. Well, we watched BBC. That's because that's all there was. Yeah, I mean, we had f- no. There, there was were Channel five Four and ITV. Mm. I don't remember being allowed to watch ITV for a long time. I certainly um like, and I know this is a BBC show, but I wasn't allowed to watch Grange Hill growing up. Because my mum was worried that it would give me a bad accent. Your mum can talk. She's got a dreadful accent. Your mum sounds like she's from the East End. Well, she sounds like she's from Watford, which is where I'm from, which has a (laughs) distinctly less pleasant accent than the East End, in my opinion. I quite like an East End accent compared to Watford. Oh, I shall. Oh god! If this doesn't if this doesn't get cut out, I'm gonna get so much hate mail from Watford now. <laughs> we haven't got any listeners in Watford. People in Watford haven't got the good taste to listen to this podcast. <laughs> People from Watford wouldn't know role playing if it hit them in the face. <laughs> what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. It was probably gonna be like, "Hey, should we do the game?" But it wasn't. It was gonna be something else now, and I've totally forgotten it. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. What I was going to say is, don't cut this bit, Josh, because I want this bit to stay. Um, I would like to know if any of our American listeners, if we have any American listeners, if any of our American listeners are familiar with or had a lot of asterisks in their childhood, because I have often wondered if the reason that we had such a great exposure to asterisks is because we are part of Europe. And it's written by, uh, isn't it a Belgian guy and a French guy? Machini and Uderzo. Uderzo. Uh, I think it's Belgian and French. Uh, And translated into English, obviously. I think they're Belgian, actually. I thought one of them was Belgian and one of them was French. French. Oh, fuck no, who knows? I'm talking about my ass. I'm looking up. Look it up. And so I kind of, I'm quite curious to know whether, whether it is a staple of American childhoods in the same way. Or is that is this our peanuts basically? It definitely wasn't hard to find in Australia, which is obviously not America. But no, um, I know. Like but it was I just kind on of, the shelf. I feel that culturally, Britain and Australia are closer than Britain and America. I don't know if that's fair, but that's how I feel. There's a new Astro yeah. film coming out. There's a new Astro films coming out. Does it have what's his name in it? Um, Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. I believe there's Probably. some allegations about Gerard Depardieu, so maybe not. There's allegations about everybody. That's not true. Yeah, I deny those there's allegations, absolutely. Some, there's still <laughs> some people out there. Are you, are you angling to play Asterix or Obelix, Nick? <laughs> Obelix, obviously. <laughs> I was just trying to see if any of the people voiced in the English version were American, but... 
I could be Getafix. Oh, I love Getafix. I mean, I like vital statistics. And yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wouldn't mind being vital statistics. <laughs> I once, this is a short tangent and then I will get crackers back on track, um, but I once remember reading about translation work, but specifically translation work when it comes to things that have a lot of puns in them. And I was reading an article about somebody who did the French translation of a lot of Terry Pratchett's work, which must be really hard because, like, Terry Pratchett's work is like you can't you can't move for tripping over a pun in Terry Pratchett's That's work. Asterix. And the same with Asterix as well. Like I've seen we have some Asterix movies in French with British subtitles, and it was a point where Josh was learning a bit of French, and obviously I have a smattering of European languages to listen to but not to speak don't, don't say it <laughs> everyone's got a smattering of european languages don't they no no what's that? um uh, and it was quite interesting watching that and watching the pun in english and hearing the pun in french and knowing that they were both funny and they said completely different things and there was a real mm. art i think to kind of for a translator who does that sort of stuff to kind of put in place a clever linguistic pun so at the risk of keeping us off the game for just slightly <laughs> longer, I've just looked up the list of characters from Asterix in French. Okay. Uh, so you've got Aster- Asterix and Obelix. They have the same names. Oh, but, okay. Yes, that makes so sense. Dogmatics is called Idée Fixe, meaning <laughs> obsession. Panoramics is the druid. Oh. The the chief is called Abrara Kurchi. I think I'm saying that right, which means hit violently. <laughs> uh, his wife is called Bonmin, which means healthy look. Uh, the bard is called Assurance Turix, comprehensive insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about the what about the um, the blacksmith? Because he's I love his name in English is fully automatics. <laughs> yes, the, uh, is the blacksmith in? is called Set Automatics, which uh, is a pun on Set Automatique, meaning it's automatic. <laughs> and the fishmonger is Ordre Alphabetics, alphabetical order. Oh, I, don't think that, I think the British is funnier because the British one is Unhygienics. Yeah. Which I think is funnier yes. for a food shop owner to be called Unhygienics. Isn't there. There's a. Um... If on a winter's night a traveller, is that Italo Calvino? I think I think that has a section that because a lot of that is addressed to you, the reader. Um, it's talking about what you're doing and experiencing, and I think there's at least one section where the gender of the you matters, and oh, so clever. in English it doesn't it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. Interesting. Yeah, I find that. I distinctly remember the first time it dawned on me when that 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 languages weren't just a list of the same words. <laughs> uh, it's kind of mind blowing and, and continues to be many many years later. Well, it's exactly the same that in that uh, there's a particular Terry Pratchett joke in the Hogfather, I think, which gets translated, and the French version is better than the English version, mm. and it's the name of Mister Tiatame which is spelt tea time. And there's a whole big thing about, no, my name's not Mr. Tea time. It's Mr. Tiatame. And in French, <clears throat> I've got to get this right. In French, um, it, his name is Le de Thé, 
the hour of tea. But it's, he tells everybody to pronounce it la redoute, which is something like the revenger or something, which is a much better joke than the <laughs> joke in English. And But it was just so funny that they were able to take tea time, translate it into la redoute, and then come up with a much, much better name like bouquet and bucket than, <laughs> than, than nice. existed in the English version. And I always thought, oh, you just having... I mean, Terry Pratchett is such a master of puns, getting Mm. a a French translator who was just as much of a master as you were was just so fantastic. Anyway, I'm going to move us on now. That was a a nice interlude, wasn't it, everybody? Right, well. Answers on the postcard. If uh, you are from the US, an asterisk was a staple part of your childhood. Please translate our characters' names into French. We will like that. (laughs) Très bien. Yeah. If you're listening, we're Translate our names into French. <laughs> Puns, please. <laughs> <laughs>